Hey everyone, this is Corinne Lafont, your favorite radio host, your only radio host and favorite girl, of course, broadcasting to you from the lovely island of Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean on Between the Lines. And you know how I always start my show off, being grateful or thankful. There is a distinct difference, I always say, but I like to use thankful. And it's a beautiful day here in Trinidad and Tobago. It's raining. It's the rainy season, the hurricane season, and it's raining. And I should have had my umbrella ready for the rainy season, but I don't. So clearly, tomorrow I will have to deal with that because it's going to be raining and I don't want to get caught wet. Yeah, and I'll have to change my shoes. That's the one thing we do in the Caribbean. You know, unlike the other countries that may have different seasons, you know, spring, summer, autumn, winter, and they need to change for all that, we too also have to change for the rainy season. You know, change probably a bit of the clothes, get something warmer, make sure you have more than one umbrella, yes, and uh, change your shoes because getting your feet wet means that you may end up getting the flu, the cold, and that's not nice. So we need to also prepare, yeah? So I am still thankful for that. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying get prepared, okay? So I have with me a handsome man. I think over the last five years since he was on my show, he has got more handsome, more distinguished. He says now he has a little bit more gray. Anybody with gray hair, a man with gray hair, I call them distinguished. They just look so refined, yes? And he was on my show when I started off on the Blog Talk Radio. That's when I started years ago. He came on in 2014. He was an author then, simply an author, not to make it sound small, but he was an author. And now, I mean, off air, he was sharing with me, it was my idea who encouraged him to become a publisher. He moved from <laughs> being an author to now publishing other people. He's in my industry, giving me competition and telling me that I must be careful the advice I give to people. What about that? <laughs> James Hill, James Hill, he's been doing great. I'm happy for him. I'm happy to hear that he has grown and he continues to grow. He's still writing. He didn't drop his books. He's still writing, but he's helping others to get their work out there. So let me tell you a bit about James and we're going to go straight into talking about from author to publisher, pitfalls and promises. What are the promises he's making now as a publisher to his clients? Yeah, and what he has learned along the process from being an author to a publisher. It's a different kettle of fish when you make that transition. So we want to learn from, from James what has been going on, what he has learned about himself, about the industry, about helping others, yeah, and to make him a better person. So let me tell you a bit about James quickly. James L. Hill created Rock Hill Publishing, and you will see his logo behind him with the dragon, limited liability company, to publish his own work and give others access to the literary world. He is a multi-genre author. I know this about James. A prolific storyteller now working on a four-part killer series about gangsters and mobsters in New York. Wait a minute. That reminds me. Wasn't I supposed to walk the red carpet with James some time ago? Hmm, we'll talk about that. <laughs> it's still coming. It's still coming. <laughs> <laughs> Books one and two has received five-star reviews. The three-part historical fantasy gemstone series covers men, mermaids, and dragons, and sci-fi as well. I'm going to jump right in and welcome James to Between the Lines again. It was Between the Lines on the Blog Talk Radio in 2014, and I still maintain the name Between the Lines because it is a brand. James, welcome again to my show. Thank you, Corinne. 
good to be back. Yes, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a while. And and you're doing well. And the first thing is, why am I not on the red carpet yet, James? Why am I not? I had my dress ready, my speech ready. You know, I, I was ready. I'm, I'm still pushing it. We're still working on movie deals. We'll <laughs> We're still working it. <laughs> I had my part ready, even if it's a one-liner. I'm just so ready, you know. Go up on the stage, the Academy Awards and all that. I, 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 I was ready. Come on. Oh, I'm working it. Believe me, it's it's, it's in the works. It's in I, the works. Actually, I actually poke, I actually pitched the book to a couple of people, some in New York, some in L.A., and I have a few people now that I'm actually pitching the series books to for the Killer series. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Like I said, you got to keep moving. Okay, you got to keep moving. And I, and, I, and I have the dress. I have the dress. I, I'm waiting. Okay. Yeah. I, I got the dress. Have you on a list. I'll have you on a list. You know, like I said, <laughs> you gave me good advice. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna repay it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need it to be repaid. I just need to be on on the red carpet. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to have a one liner in the show. That's all. I mean, there that's all. Go. Don't worry yeah. about repayment. I just yeah. want to be there to say, hey, that's me. That's me. Yep. yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, from author to publisher, why did you make that decision because when i first started publishing i went through um one of the publishing companies and they charge you to publish and when i actually did it i realized i can do this myself i can actually i'm a computer background you know i have computer programming things in my background and the industry had changed so much that it's now much easier to actually publish if you have the right knowledge and the right skill sets so once I realized that these other people weren't really doing anything for you other than the technical work, I realized, hey, I can do that myself. And I first started with my editor. So I made a deal with her that I would publish her books if she edited my books. She was a very good uh, writer too. She's a romance writer mm -hmm. named Athena Paris. Mm -hmm. And she's a very good editor. She was a um, English teacher in South Africa. So she does a little bit of English teaching in South Africa. And when I met her and everything, and she liked editing. She did like editing. So mm -hmm. I was indefinitely in need of an editor. So I, so I partnered up with her. And then uh, as it went on, I started paying her because we started getting other people interested in other authors. And of course, it's no longer just me and her. Now it's me, her, and five, six other authors, so I started paying her. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, this is good. What, what I'm noticing, James, is that it's your, your, I'm getting your speech well. Everything is coming across in great timing, but you're, you're buffering. I don't know if you're having issues with your internet there that is making you look a little bit slow. Ah, okay. Well, I think it is my internet or maybe the camera rate. So yeah. sometimes the video, I try not to move too much because if I do, then yeah. you get that fading and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's what's happening. But the information is awesome. So don't worry about it. It's coming over nice and clean. Yeah. Ah, good. Oh, good. That's, that's good. That's good. Right. So, so you started helping people, bringing them into the literary world. Do you still find that people are interested in writing, that are interested in, in becoming an author, or are they just tired of the process, or they don't think that there's potential in the industry? No, what I find for most 
authors that come to me and a lot of authors that I hear from, they have an unrealistic goal of the industry. Yeah. And that's one of the things I try to help them with. The, the, the realism of the, of the business is they come with the idea that, okay, here goes my book. Where's my million dollars? Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> exactly. And I wish I had it, <laughs> but yeah. it's just not that way. I tell them, I tell people, first off, I ask them, why do you write? If they told me they wrote a book because they want to make a million dollars, then I'm kind of leery about publishing their book. Yeah, yeah. But because they have the wrong expectations. Yeah. yeah. I tell them, hey, if you wrote a book to make a million dollars, I got a better idea for you. Buy a printing press and print a million dollars. Mm. Against the law, you'll probably spend seven years in prison, but <laughs> you know, you'll definitely get your million dollars. For sure. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. But it, uh, but the realist, but the realism of it all is there's very few people out there who are actually making the million dollar sales. You yeah. know, the rest of us have to fight and claw our way up that mountain. Yeah. And yeah. that's part of the reason why my dragon is on the is on the rock. Ah. It's not an easy climb to get to the top. No. And no. and you gotta be real and you gotta be willing to put in the work. You gotta be willing to do yeah. the promotion. After you write the book. Writing the book is the easy part. Mm -hmm. The selling of the book, that's always hard. And people don't realize right. that. Authors do not realize, yeah. oh, I got to go out of there and sell this thing. And it's like, <laughs> yes, nobody knows who you are. Yeah. yeah. You wrote a book and a million other people wrote a book. So That's right. That's right. Yeah. And they think that once it's on Amazon, it's suddenly everybody knows that it's there. I mean, I don't know how they would know. But yes, everybody exactly. would know that it's there and suddenly they become rich. They wake up in the morning and they expect cha-ching. Yes. You know, I, I'm like, really? You know, it doesn't yeah, work I like that. I like that to happen to me too. Me know? too. <laughs> me too. Yeah. They don't, yeah. some of these authors, they don't even want to go to book signing. They don't want to be seen in public. They don't want to speak to people. I am like, but how do you expect this thing to happen? Yeah. How are you going to get known? No one knows you. I no. don't know you. <laughs> I'm your publisher. I barely know you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I think it is? I think it's because they have friends. You know, people are talking to them every day. But yeah. it's not your audience. Now yeah. that you've become an author, it is not the same. Just because your neighbor called you, your cousin called you, your brother says hi, and your sister says hey, it doesn't mean to say that that's your audience. <laughs> yeah, like I said, most people know about 20 people. That's not going to make you rich. You know, you have your family and your friends. You got about 20 people in your media circle. And they all say, oh, the book was wonderful. I loved it. I would say 15 of them people did not pay to buy it to read your book either. You know, they expected you to give them the book for free, and you did. Yeah, yeah. And, and they all tell you what a great book it is. But that's not going to make you rich. That's not going to make you known. So yeah. it's become the idea of, and this is what I learned after writing and becoming a publisher. Yeah. It then becomes, a, how do you get your word out there? How do you become known? Yeah. And you go to the book show, you go to the signings. Yeah. I've been doing um, the Miami Book Fair yeah. uh, for the last four years, maybe five years. Um, and I've been going down there. And the only reason why I go down there, because I'm losing money every time I do it, Yeah. you know, but my name is out there. People see me. I've been there, like I said, three, four, five times already. And I have people come back and say, oh, yeah, I did read that book of yours. Mm -hmm. I liked it. You know, and 
that kind of thing. Yeah. I actually find a lot more authors through the Miami Book Fair than yeah. I find readers. Yeah. But the name goes, the name gets out there. People start coming to me, authors start coming to me. Other people start saying, hey, I, I met this guy down in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I've done some others. I've done um, the Book Expo. Yeah. And, but all these things are wildly expensive. Yes. So yeah. the high cost of doing business. Yeah, yeah. It's an investment. It's an investment. I want to go back to when you were an author, when you became an author, because you're talking about now that you're dealing with author clients, about mm -hmm. their expectations. When you started to write, what were your expectations? Were you thinking about a million bucks? At, no, <laughs> actually not. I write because I like to tell the story. Mm -hmm. I write because I have the characters in my head. I have these stories running around. I've been writing for years and I got out of writing because of the fact of it's so hard to get into and to get published. Mm. Because before we had just the major publishing houses and it was in, almost impossible. I used to work in New York as a paper delivery guy wow. when I was um, in my late teens, early twenties. Mm -hmm. So I went to all the publishing company and I slid my manuscripts through their door. <laughs> so I was hold, a, hold that thought. Hold that thought there, James. Look at yes. that. I want I want I want to stick a pin there and I want to make a point, a solid point. Somebody may miss this. You were a paper boy. Look at how that helped you to know where to go when right. time came. Now when people are into jobs or when people are getting little opportunity, they may turn up their nose, twist their face about it, but it has something to teach you. And I'm saying this to myself as well. It has something to teach you that you don't know how it can help you further down the road. Becoming a paper boy or being a paper boy allowed you to know exactly where to go. That now as an author, because as a paper boy, I am sure you never thought about writing the books that you have written now. Oh no, I was thinking about writing at that time. I was you writing Oh nice. Yeah, I was writing short stories and I was trying to find a way into the into the industry at that time. Wow. So part of what I was doing, I would then find what publishing companies there were. I would find what magazine companies nice. there were. And I would carry my work with me along with the papers. And, ah. you know, <laughs> and I would slide my work underneath the door, you know, five o'clock in the morning when I'm delivering papers. I'm sliding nice. my, my work that I'm underneath the door. You know, that kind of thing. Anything oh, to anything that's smart that's smart and that is a lesson for a lot of other people now no matter what you're doing whether you're writing or otherwise wherever you are you have an opportunity to slide whatever under the door you know yeah. you take advantage of the opportunity to get the word out to get you out but the key is coming back to the book expos and the different fears is really to be visible to make yes. yourself be visible out there. And not only that, not only to stand up in a room and expect people to see you, like how oh, your book is on the Amazon shelves and you expect people to see you. You have to interact. You have to speak. You have to come out of your comfort zone. You have to meet people. You have to be personal. Hmm? Yes, you have to engage. Yes. The word I say is you want to be a writer, you want to be an author. That you can do at home by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You want to sell books, you have to engage. You yeah. have to engage, and you have to engage your audience, not only through the book itself, yeah. but also through, because people, and I learned this selling insurance. Wow. Another job I had. <laughs> <laughs> you got the skills, you got the skills, James. You got the I was selling insurance, and the thing I learned from the 
people who were teaching me how to sell insurance, is no one wants to buy insurance. No. Everybody knows they need it. No one wants to buy it. Mm -hmm. They'll only buy it from you because they like you. Yeah. As a person. Yeah. When you go to them, you talk to them about the insurance policy, whatever, they're only going to buy it if they like you. You. Yeah. And that's what you're always selling. You are always selling yourself. Yourself. As an author, as an insurance man, as many other things I have done. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you are selling yourself, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really comes down to you. It really comes down to you. No matter what you're doing, it really comes down to you. So, so you have made the transition, James, from an author to publisher. What, what are like three things that you can share with the listening audience and those who will be listening? And, you know, there may be people who want to do the same thing like us, move from becoming an author to the publishing industry, and they're probably scared. They probably don't know. They don't know where they will get their first client. Um, you know, they, they may not know. I mean, and we don't know everything. We are learning as we go along. And, and you know, the, the publishing industry is constantly evolving as with everything else. What are, are three things that you will want to share with persons who are authors now, self-publish, feel that they, they have a good grasp, yeah, they have a, a good network, and they feel that they can help others to do the same? All right. The number one thing I would say it learn from others' mistakes, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, you're gonna make mistakes, but other people have been down that road before you, and if you can talk to them, and if you can learn from them, do it. Because yeah. there's always somebody ahead of you, always somebody who's been up the mountain before you, yeah. and you should be giving information to the people coming behind you. Oh, yeah. So the same way as I'm on the, on the radio here talking to you now, mm -hmm. sharing this information with you, mm -hmm. you should, other people should be listening and saying, oh, okay, so that's how that works. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing. Learn from other mistakes. I learn from other mistakes as writers. I see what other writers put in their, their thing, and I say, wait a second. I do that too. Mm -hmm. Let me not do that because I'm correcting it on their manuscript, but then I'm also conscious of it when I'm doing my own writing, mm -hmm. that I don't make the same mistakes that I point out in other people's writing. Mm -hmm. All right, the second thing is uh, the stigma of being self-published and being an independent publisher. Do not be ashamed of the fact that you are yeah. an independent publisher. Yeah. There are many, many independent publishers in this business. Yeah. And so you should wear that proudly. It's not like, oh, I can't get published by somebody else or another company. It's, no, I decided to do this on my own. I decided to go out and start a publishing company. Mm -hmm. I could have kept trying to get other people to publish me. I could have, you know, just published myself and not published other people. Mm -hmm. but I decided, I made a conscious effort that I'm going to start a business of publishing not only myself, but others mm -hmm. and giving other people where, because I find books that I find people who have ideas, authors who come to me and they have great ideas. I'm like, hey, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And I would publish that. And so I do. And so don't let the stigma stick to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, there is no shame in being self-published. There's no shame in being an independent, independent publisher. Yeah, and I agree with that because there is a stigma. And people you know, are shying away. It was once the, the big thing to do. But I think people have been putting out the word that you know, if you're not 
backed by somebody with a name, a brand, you know, you're like nobody, you know? Yes. And the other thing I would say is, and this goes to authors as well as publishers, uh, realize that maybe your work is not ready for the public. Oh, wow. That, that, that's painful. <laughs> yes, that is. You got to have a thick skin and you got to have clear eyes. Yeah. When you look at your, like I said, I got an I got an editor to do my work for me because first off, I'm a lousy editor. Second yeah. off, you really can't edit your own work. You really don't see yeah. your own mistakes. Yeah. And so you need another pair of eyes. You need a real good pair of eyes. And just and so many writers come to me and they you know submit their work and everything, and then they're shocked when I tell them, okay like the story, like the idea, like this, this is what you have to do to fix it. These are the mistakes I find. And they're like, mistakes? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong, you know. <laughs> what do you mean it's too long? I mean, you got a lot of stuff in there that don't belong in the story. It does nothing yeah. for the story. Yeah. You yeah. need to cut 50,000 words. 50,000 words? <laughs> it's a 200,000 word book. I can't publish that. No yeah. one's going to buy it. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, you're not Tolstoy yet. Yeah. <laughs> Tolstoy, you can write the two hundred thousand word novel, and people will pick it up and read it. But yeah. it and cut that sucker down. Yeah, <laughs> get to the heart of the story and tell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People really don't have the time. Their attention span and all that. They want to just get get to the meat of the matter as quickly as possible. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many people will tell you who say, "Oh, War and Peace is a great book. Did you read it?" Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and neither did I because it might be a great book, but it's long as hell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll read it when I'm more when I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if they want to dedicate the time, you know. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness! So you're enjoying this, I, I I gather. You're enjoying the journey. You're having fun helping others, and I. It brings a sort of satisfaction to you. To know that, yes, to know that you're helping others in something that they also want to do, yeah? Yes, it does. It brings me a lot of satisfaction, almost as much as writing. Yeah. Because, you know, when you write, the satisfaction is getting the story out. You know, mm -hmm. the satisfaction of putting something out and you can see something that you've done. Well, as a publisher, I get the same satisfaction when I hold up somebody's book and it's like, hey, this is something I put, put out. This yeah. is something great, you know. Yeah. Look at this. Look at what I did here, you yeah. know. And okay, I didn't write it. It's not my book, uh -huh. but it is my book because I published it. Yeah. I put the work in. I got the person, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. information yeah. down to to a nice size story, to a nice concise story. Yeah. You read it. It reads well. Yeah. And there's a satisfaction in that. I hope that all. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, you know, and I could feel that satisfaction, and I could relate to it because. It's like a, a mother, a parent, and a child. It's like a teacher and a student. You were part of this becoming a reality. You helped to make this possible. You were able to send your child off in, in, you know, out there and say, yes, I've prepared you. I've helped you. I've, I've, I've you know, groomed you. It, it really does have a, a, a satisfaction in there, yeah? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Wow. And, you know, I'm a father of six, so... Yeah. There is that idea of you, you, uh, you have your children, and you can see when your children do well, 
you yeah. take a pride in that because yeah. you say, I got them to that point. You yeah. Know? yeah. You take a certain pride in that. Yeah. So, and as a publisher, you take a pride in your authors also when you say, okay, I got them to where they to to where they have a book out. Yeah. They're happy with it. They're proud of it. Yeah. I'm proud of them. Yeah. 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 Wow. There's no amount of money that can that can cover that pride. There's no amount of money. Yeah. No. But I would like to get to that amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, James. When, oh yeah. <laughs> when, when I actually hit that that amount that say, oh, this equals pride. This, <laughs> like, equals, <laughs> <laughs> this equals pride. I like that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I like, you know, I like when we were saying earlier, I think it was before we, we started recording the show that, you know, the changing us, you know, when I, when we started speaking back in 2014, five years ago, you know, you want to look back at your life. You want to look at your life, not only look back, but you want to look forward. You want to look at now and say, how have I grown? Where have I made a contribution? What's the legacy that I've left behind? You know, am I still in the same place I was four, five, ten years ago? You know, am I growing? Am I learning? Am I evolving? And you know, and you were saying, you know, if you don't evolve, you're stagnant, you become extinct. And you know, you know, I, I checked myself yesterday. I was at a meeting and I was like, wait a minute, we're in June. We're in June. I'm like, in heaven's name, how we got to June. <laughs> <laughs> We just started January. How in heaven's name we got to June? This is the middle of the year, James. Yes. My God. <laughs> <laughs> and I see the same thing. I say the same thing. My God, we're, we're in the summer season now. And yes. I should have another set of books out. I don't, but it's a yes. process. And, yes. and sometimes you have to work with people. I mean... Everybody has a schedule to work with, so it's hard. But you got to keep moving. You got to keep, yeah, like you I said keep to you moving. before, if you stand still, you get run over. Oh, my God. But you run over yourself. Yeah, because sometimes you run over yourself, and sometimes you, have to, sometimes you have to take a step back. So you look at where you're at, and you say, okay, I've done all this. I got a company going. I got authors out there. What is my next step? Where should I be going? Yeah, yeah. And you, and you have to take sometimes take a step back and you say, okay, I'm a publisher now. Yeah. I am truly a publisher. I have yeah. several different authors. I have multiple genres out there. Yeah. But what am I doing for my community? What yeah. am I doing for myself? What am I doing for my business partners? Yeah. Because yeah. your authors are your business partners. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. And like I, I passed on to you, Barbara Harrison. Yeah, yeah. And I told you before, before we started recording, that I thought she would be a good fit for you. She would make a good yeah. guest for your radio show and for your audience. Yeah, yeah. And, and she was, and she was fabulous. She, yes. Fabulous, fabulous. I think we spent about 41 minutes or something chatting. It's amazing how that time went by. Oh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. She did, sharing and, she, and learning. I thought, and when I wanted to reconnect with you, one of the things I wanted to do would bring some of my authors to you because I said when I did your show five years ago, mm -hmm. I thought I had a great experience with you. Oh, wonderful. You and thank you. Host. Oh, and thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And that helps me to move forward. You know, it, it keeps me pushing. It keeps me wanting to do more for my guests on my show. And I'll tell you this, you know, James, you know, people like you and a lot of my other guests have become friends with me. They could easily just reach out 
you know, and say, hey, Corrine, you know, what's happening? I want to do so-and-so and we can collaborate. We can do work together. It's just amazing. It's yes. just amazing what just coming on my radio show can do for a lifelong friendship. It's just amazing. Yeah. I, I believe that. I believe you are a true friend of mine. Yes. And, you know, I can, and I reach out to you and I would like to reach out to you more. Of and, course. And, and collaborate on certain things and things that will help each of us grow. That's right. Well, now that I know that you're in the industry and growing and helping other authors, I will definitely share some, some tips with you off air. I will send you some links to things that I think will help them um, progress and to, to make their whole visibility a bit more established out there. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank because you. I know I, people I are on a budget. Yeah, I, I know people are on a budget and, you know, not because you, you may not have the kind of resources, it doesn't mean you can't look good out there and put a nice, you know, a nice professional look. So I'm going to be sharing some stuff with you and what I've learned along the way. And feel free to email me or even call me or whatever it may be, you know, to ask. And I would certainly, I would certainly be willing to help. So I am, I am really happy for you. I want to switch over to your website here okay see what you're up to we're going to be minding your business a little bit <laughs> <laughs> remind me of the website again okay it's uh rockhillpublishing.com so it's all one word yeah dot com all right let me see here now oh i could spell on a sunday hold on <laughs> I try to keep it very simple because I spell very badly. <laughs> you understand? Right. So so we're working with what is. So let's see here now. So this is you. Ah, that's me. Yes. There go the dragon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now that dragon was made by my nephew. Mm -hmm. When I needed a logo, when I started the company, I had to go track down my nephew. He was living in an artist community in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And he had been drawing all his life. So these are we have lifelong goals enough that we do. And nice. when I needed a logo, I said, where's Brad? I called <laughs> my mom and said, where's Brad at these days? And they were like, oh, he's in Ohio somewhere, blah, blah, blah. Tell him I need to talk to him. Tell him I need artwork done. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky and, you have a relative you can call on. Yes. He did a fantabulous, fantabulous job. Yeah. And I just told him I wanted a dragon on a rock. This is my company name, this is this, do something. Do something. And, and, I, <laughs> and I said, no, you're the artist. You do it and come back to me. Yeah, a dragon on a rock. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so this is featuring the books that you have published. I love them. Night yeah. Kisses, Athena Paris. This is your editor. That's my editor. Yes. Love, love and Madness. It really should be mad love. I'm telling you, it's really <laughs> love and madness. This one is stunning. I love it. She's stunning. The Emerald this is, Lady. This, this is a like new a one. Pirate. Yeah, that's the Pirates of the Dragons and the Mermaids. Yes. Nice. This is Myron Edwards' book, and that's another one of his books, Skeela. So those are two. He got a third book coming out. Nice. This one we talked about before, Pegasus to Science Fi. Yes, and I know this one. Yeah. Ah, you know this one, huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> And I know this one too. Yes. I think at the time you were working on these. Yes, I was working on that. That's Barbara's book. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. we're not... back to the back to the beginning. Yeah. So you have a lovely set of clients there. That's a great little slideshow. Uh-huh. 
so and I got a couple more coming out. I got a couple more coming I out. I was please. just about to ask, who else? What else is coming up for James Hill? Because, boy, I have to keep up with you. Uh, I got another fantasy coming out, uh, Nanigan. Mm -hmm. I had pronounced that all wrong. Uh, <laughs> met her down in Florida <laughs> and everything. And that's why I said, you know, this is summer and I should be having a book. I should have be having two books out, but yeah. it's it's a long process. Yeah. Sometimes. That's the other thing I have to tell the author. We, yeah, we just can't roll these things out in like three weeks, you know, yeah. because it takes a while. It got to be edited. It got to be yeah. reviewed. Yeah. It got to be back and forth. And you, you can't rush the process. You can't no. rush the process and everything happens at the right time. Right. And that is one of the points I want to make as we close off. You know, we're talking about, you know, where the half of the year is another six months again to go and you might feel rushed and you're like, oh my God, what have I done? What have I completed? It's not a make you feel like you know we're putting pressure on you because we also feel the pressure for ourselves based on the goals that we set for ourselves but you need to just take a step back and breathe breathe through it and don't beat yourself up what you have done you have done it was meant for you to do that at that point in time what's okay. coming just take your time and do it and if you don't accomplish everything that's okay that's okay life happens things happen you know, things set you back, things push you forward, just roll with it, yeah? In the five years, I made quite a few mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I made them on myself and on Athena's stuff that we did. Yeah. Because before we reached out to publish other people, we wanted to make sure that we, that if there was any mistakes to be made, we would make them on our own things yeah. first. Yeah. And we would learn from that. And then when we reach out to other people, well, at least that much farther ahead of the game. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. I have some some authors who are in a hurry. Oh, let's put this out. I want it out by this date. And I'm like, no, you don't pick a date and say, let's put it out by this date. Yeah. Let's get it right. Let's do it correctly. Once we get it correct, then we'll pick a date to yeah. put it out. Yeah, yeah. Don't put that kind of pressure. Take your time. And yeah. I'm on the page here because I wanted to ask you before we round up, how can persons uh, come to you to submit their work and to say they want to publish with you? Okay, so this is the submission page. Mm -hmm. And it tells you exactly what you need to do. A synopsis, a character uh, outline of the major and minor characters, mm -hmm. and four chapters. The first two, one in the middle, and the final chapter. Yeah. And the reason why we want the first two, because we want to see if you have a strong beginning. Yeah. We want to see what the middle to yeah. tell whether or not the story flow and your yeah. style is still strong. Yeah. And then we have to know how the story ends. And yeah. So yeah. it gives you it gives you a quick bird's eye view as to what's happening. Right. Yeah. And as for the outline of the characters, I say major, minor characters. Yeah, I don't want a a, a list of every single person that appears in the book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's not the major mind. We need the major protagonist. We need the yeah. antagonist. We need yeah. the supporting characters. Yeah. The, the major one. I don't want to know about the bus driver who has one line. <laughs> <laughs> no name, just one line. So that's how you would do it. And then you submit the files to us mm -hmm. and we go over them. And the other thing I would say is follow the submission guidelines, either for my company or anybody company. Yeah. If, if they tell you to send the entire manuscript, then you send the entire manuscript. Yeah. They say send a sample chapter, a synopsis, yeah. whatever they tell you to do, 
do that. Mm -hmm. Or doing anything else is going to hurt you. Oh, yeah. I it's can tell you. I can tell you that. I remember years ago, I think it was, when did I go to that writer's conference in LA? Um, 20, probably around 2013, 2014, something around there, I think. And I can tell you, I met um, publishing companies from, I mean, the top of the line publishing companies. It was in Hollywood. Yeah, we were meeting. It was a screenwriters and a writers conference. So we were meeting the people. There were some movie stars in there. You know, people, people from all over. I mean, the mecca of Hollywood. Yeah, I've been to something like that in Hollywood too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not joking. They're not joking. They don't have the time. Oh, you know, they don't have the time. So please follow the instructions strictly as you see it. Don't try anything else. Don't assume anything else. You just follow the instructions. And what I love about your submission, I just want to scroll back down here, is that you have the files separated. So don't try to send a synopsis file under the character file. Don't try to confuse anything. You have everything here separated so that when you receive it on the back end, James, you know exactly which file you know is for right. what yes everything is clear cut i love that that and comes from my computer background ah <laughs> nice computer do, you programmer. See, do you see how everything you have done has culminated into who you are today mm -hmm. that's how that's how life works yeah. You, yeah you don't get here just one day only your birthday only <laughs> on the day you're born do you come in blank yeah. <laughs> everything else builds from there. And everything you do build for that. Like people always ask me, yeah. if you can go back in time and change something, would you? I say no, I wouldn't change anything no. I did. But first off, if I did it then, I probably thought it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but at that point in time, I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. And no regrets. No regrets. Yeah. No regrets. That became part of you, so you know not to do it again. Yeah, no regrets, no regrets. No regrets. Yeah, <laughs> James, I am so happy to have you back on my show, and I thank you so much for referring others to be on my show. And I know you have a lot more orders that you will send my way, and definitely, yeah, definitely, I'm going to be sending you some tips, things that I can share. And if you have any questions at all, you know, when we when we finish recording, and you keep in touch with me, now that I know that you're in the industry, feel free to reach out to me any any time. Thank you. And I will. I will take you up on that. I was supposed to see you in Jamaica. Oh, yeah. I Jamaica last. I was in Jamaica for New Year's. Oh, no. Then okay. I found out now that you're in Tobago. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Ago, so. yeah. 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 You need to keep up, Jane. You need to keep up. I, I, to move, keep I move around. I move around. <laughs> I, I left Jamaica. I was in Jamaica up until 2017. I came back to Trinidad in July 2017. And you just never know where I would be again. When next you talk to me, you just never know. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep up with you because. Yeah, yeah, try. I love the Caribbean. Um, the Emerald Lady is a story that takes place in the Caribbean and around uh -huh. during that time. So I, I'm i going to be in the Caribbean again and I'm going you to better. catch up with you. <laughs> you better. You better because I need to practice for my, for my red carpet moment. Yes, yes. So I'm going to have you on the arm. We're going to walk down the red carpet. That's right. That's right. We need to practice. We need to practice. Yes. We, could, we could practice on the beaches in the Caribbean, and then we could uh, translate it to the red carpet. How is that? That's great. And I think that they've got some books, things out there in the Caribbean that we should be part of. 
I think you should. I actually was a speaker last year for the Bocas Lit Fest. I think it is something, it's a major literary festival in Trinidad. And I think you should come and see what happens here. And Jamaica also has a lot of literary festivals. Ah. St. Lucia. Um, ah, yeah, I know people from St. Lucia. Yes, St. Yes. Lucia has, Antigua has, and it all happens around a particular time. I remember trying, I remember compiling a list of that some time ago and I kind of, you know, lost track of it, but you should, you should just do a search, a Google search for like literary festivals in the Caribbean and you will see them pop up. They are absolutely okay. awesome to attend. Absolutely yeah. awesome. I want to do that. Yes. Yeah. Because you may have, you may have authors that want to really have a, 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 a background in the Caribbean, you know, pirates and stuff like that, pictures, research. It's great to come and, and see what the, the scenery is like, the, you know, the history. It may form part of your story. Your character may oh, yes. be from the Caribbean. You just never know. So you really have to have a feel for the culture, the people, you know, to, to really put that into your book. Yeah. Well, that's what I did for uh, Kill With Three Heads. I went to Egypt so I can get a real feel for what it was like in the Middle East. Yeah. I had already been to the Caribbean, so yeah. part of the killer story takes place in the Caribbean and around yeah. that area. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. and you really get that experience. You really get yeah. that, as writers, we need that personal experience. Yes, yes. You need to live it. You need yeah. to, you know, you need to live it. I remember yeah. an author, just just as, as a side note, as we're talking, she's, um, she's a, what do you call that now? Erotic writer. And she's actually an, a, a best-selling author. I think it's a New York Times, I think, by now. I'm not so sure, I think. But she is a best-selling author. And um, she would go into the sex shops and practice things, you know, with her spouse and, you know, to get the feel. And, you know, she goes to these strip clubs and all the different things where, you know, erotic and fantasy and sex and things like that is happening. It's all part of research. Now, somebody listening to this may think, ooh, what? No, it's part of the research. You, you can't write about something if you don't experience it and feel it you, you remember your characters are working through you so yep. you have to you have to have that yeah i got a little joke for you yeah guy is brought home by the police to his wife and the police says mess i found this guy in a brothel he was with <laughs> prostitutes and, and the wife looks at him and says explain yourself he said dear I'm doing research for the next book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one. Good one. Yeah. You're, you're actually helping the men here now. <laughs> well, I don't know how that story ended, so it may not end well for him anyway. <laughs> but I am going to follow the advice that you just gave, and I'm going to tell uh -huh. my girls and the other women that we are doing research as well. Yeah, that's oh. right. So she, could, so she could also be doing it. That's and the right. guy come home and say, who is this guy? He's my research partner. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We're doing research. Okay. Yes. We're doing research. Oh my goodness, James. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on Between the Lines. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Corinne.